All right, let's do it. Okay, I'm down. <laughs> talk about it here. Where can we talk about it? I don't understand. All right, guys, we're, we're going to get going because I know everybody's uh, time is, is limited here. Um, so I'm going to do just a quick, uh, has everybody said something? Have I heard, Carrie, did you say something? Yes. 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 Fran, you're good? Yes. Amber? Yes. Andy? Yes. Everybody know what we're talking about today? Yes. yes. Cool. Primary cool. care doctor. How to choose your primary care doctor. All right, here we go. Welcome everybody back to another mid-level show. My name is Ben Rogers. I'm your host today. Uh, this is the show where we go over the most recent dictations podcast by Dr. Tom Rogers. And I'm with the mid-levels of performance mess. And we've got everybody here today, which I'm super excited about. We've got Fran in Johnson City, Kara in Knoxville, Andy in Johnson City, and of course, Amber up in Kingsport. Uh, guys, thank you guys for being here. Uh, this week's dictations was on how to choose a primary care doctor. And I think Dr. Rogers gave a really unique perspective uh, based on his experience as a traditional primary care doctor and now as a more integrative medical doctor in a different type of practice. Um, so let's just go first thoughts here. Uh, Amber, I'll start with you. What's your first thoughts on this week's doctor's note on how to choose a primary care doctor? Well, I thought he did a fabulous job, especially with the alliteration, you know, four A's that you can really stop and consider whether you have a primary care doctor or not. It's actually impacted my household significantly because my husband, you know, we're in our thirties, which you still need a primary care doctor for an annual physical. And that's one thing I wanted to stress today is the importance of having a primary care doctor prevention, those uh, good follow-ups that you can have. But he, my husband sees a GI doctor for Crohn's. That's his only illness or, you know, only real medical history. And um, he doesn't have a PCP. And so this really, or he's had one in the past, but not faithfully followed up. So um, we have really been searching and hunting and, and going through the, these uh, questions, asking ourselves, um, looking uh, for, for him. So um, I think they're great questions to ask. Carol, why, why don't you go, since with, with your experience being in the hospital for a long time, uh, kind of what's your thoughts on, on Dr. Rogers' take on, a, on choosing a primary care doc? Well, I thought he did make some very good points, as Amber said, but also, too, um, you need to make sure that um, you and your doctor are on the same page, that you have the same beliefs, that um, the same ideas about things, that you trust them, and, um, and that they're a good resource. Also, too, being able to get an appointment. Sometimes you get in with a big practice, and you call, and you try to make an appointment and you can't get in for a month. And um, so they're, a, you know, being available and also um, having the same views on things. Because if not, that can make, be very tense. Being on the same page is, is so critical, it seems. And, and Fran, do you have something to add to that in terms of, you know, I, your experience being a patient as well as being a provider? Uh, what's your thoughts on, on, a, on a great primary care physician? I liked what he said about somebody who um, who's going to take care of you and getting you to the right place when you need it. So if you need a specialist, knowing who they are, making the phone call, getting you in if you need to be seen, um, instead of just saying, oh, well, you know, get yourself an appointment with this guy and, and maybe they need to be seen quickly. Um, 
and so I, I thought that was his his best point is that primary care has to know so much it's so broad you have to look at the whole big picture but then you have to know all the little parts of when they need something more and the specialists can be very difficult to get into because they're very busy well, so it, having a relate he has a relationship with a lot of specialists in town which i think is very very helpful mm -hmm. I, I like that fran uh, andy why don't you why don't you speak into that what what's your thoughts on on choosing a great uh, primary care physician kind of what dr rogers was talking about this week yeah i, I like the 50 50 thing uh 50 of the what we learn in med school or graduate programs like pa or mp uh schools are wrong and 50 percent of the time um what was it 50 percent of the time it's wrong and 50 percent of the time it's out of date and that's the thing too that that performance medicine is unique and that we are pretty we're well ahead of our time but i think there are a lot of primary cares uh physicians and practices out there that are like-minded and they are ahead of their time as well knowing that they're going to tell you the most up-to-date uh and even further than up-to-date what's going in mainstream medicine so that you know you're getting the best uh I also like it too. It's 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 stick with one that you like and trust. I've um, uh, Amber, when you're talking about your husband, it's like I have the same thing with type one diabetes and keeping up with my eye exams is something I haven't been good at until I found one that I really love. I just went yesterday, and they know my entire history. They're forward thinking. Uh, it's a great office, and I feel really comfortable there. And I I look forward to going and seeing them every time. They're they know everybody in my family, even though everybody in my family doesn't go there. And so I feel really, I don't feel like a number at this office. And I do feel like that is important when choosing a primary care is that they really do spend, they spent time yesterday, Dr. Dr. Oglesby, shout out to him. They just sat, they sat with me and asked me about my life. And, and that makes me want to keep up with my exams. Everything looked fine, but I was like, I sign me up for next year when I need it so that I can stay on task. So I, th I thought this was a really good note, a really good note, because Amber, you're right, everyone needs one. Everyone needs one. Well, and the other thing is, you know, kind of piggybacking on what Fran said, like they're, they're kind of the one that connects you with the people that you need when you need them. And to be on the same page, like Kara was saying, you got to have some similar philosophies, some similar views on your health as well as life in general. Uh, it truly is a partnership. And, and I kind of, uh, among in the whole thing, I, I kind of got, okay, it's a, it's a great partnership. And it's one that you can't just, you know, go to the person down the street um, because your buddy goes to them. This is something you really need to um, take some time with and, and, and make a good decision on. Now, I, I want to ask each of you, and I'll, I'll start with, with Amber, because, you know, performance medicine is, is in a, a setting that's very similar to primary care in that, um, in that we get to partner with, with patients on their health journey. Um, which of these really connected with you as a provider? Is there any one in particular that you think um, you really try to bring to the table when you're in a visit uh, with a patient? And, and Amber, I'll start with you up there. Um, what's your thoughts on that? What's something that, that you kind of see in yourself when you read that note this week? That is a great question. Um, <laughs> been and, but honestly um it's funny I, I hadn't thought about that but when i look down at my list that i've written out i think um and i've gotten some feedback about this that i really try to listen to the patient and i think i would hope that that would be kind of the testimony that 
patients that have seen me would say, but I'm speaking for myself, so better to ask them, but I really do try to listen to the patient. doesn't mean I'm going to give you, you know, anything you want, you know, but I just want to listen to you and because most of the time the patient's going to know what's going on with them. Um, and so that affability, you know, that part of being human and just listening to the patient and trying to um, meet. I, I love that. I love that. And, and Kara, what, what about you in, in Knoxville? What's your, you know, what's something that, that you aspire to be or some, a strength of yours that you really lean in, into every single day? I really try to um, meet the patient where they're at, you know, find out what, uh, why they're here, what's their biggest concern and um, try to develop a plan with some short-term and long-term goals um, and work out uh, a plan together with the patient. You know, what are their expectations? What are their, what are their chief complaints? What would they like to see improve? And just work on that. And then we talk about some things we can do short-term and other things we can do long-term. So they have, you know, a reason to return and follow up and uh, we lose track of them. And they feel that. we're interested in them. I love that. I love that. And Fran, what about you? You're, 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 you started, what, a, a month or two ago here at Performance Medicine? What's been something that right. you really tried to, uh, to hone in on? That there's so many different factors of health. I always like to change one thing at a time so that we know what's working instead of throwing, you know, four or five different things all at once. Yeah. So, you know, like when you're, when you're dealing with fatigue or, you know, trying to not change too many medications at once, um, maybe just dealing with one thing at a time and then following up and adding another, but always get things going in a positive direction. Because when you start going in a positive direction, it always just seems to mushroom. And then they start doing better and better and pick up another thing. So discuss a lot of things, but have them focus on one and then look at the other things down the road. Because when you change too many things at once, it gets, I find it gets confusing of what's helping and what's not. I love it. I love it. Andy, what about you? Um, I try to make sure I stay up to date on my dancing and singing skills in every room that I go into. I try to bring um, what we call the model look into a room. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's with, it's with my eyes. Sometimes, you know, it's with just a look or a glance. Um, the ability to try to make people, okay, I try to make people laugh, but it works. I only have a 50% uh, success rate on that. But, uh, you know, I, I think, I think what we all do, like what we all do well, especially sitting here all in this Zoom meeting, is that we are staying up to date on the best stuff. We have a great leader. It's great with dad being at the helm researching, but we read all of his notes. We talk with him every week and we are staying up to date on medicine just as he is. And I do find that we are all genuinely curious about the advances in medicine and how we can have this unique spin on holistic and traditional Western medicine. Um, personally, I just try to bring, I'm, I'm kind of with you, Amber. I'd like to come in on a human level and just connect and just say, this is a safe house. You can tell me anything you want in this room. There's nothing that needs to be left unturned. It could help which is great in our story. And I just want to, I tell patients that we're like on a circle and there's a thousand different paths off the circle. And I'm trying to help you find the one that fits you. Kind of like what Fran was talking about. What's, what's that one change we can make so that we know we're along the right path. And, uh, and once you find that path, it's really, it's rewarding for us too, because we, we, 
genuinely, I don't think anybody that works at this office, whether no matter what role you're in from front desk to MA to provider that we, we genuinely care. I will tell you that we don't lie about it. And a lot of people can spit that they do, but we genuinely care and we will continue to dig. And I tell everybody dad loves and performance medicine. I say dad, but performance medicine in general loves a patient where nothing has ever worked. We, we will continue to dig to try to find something that will. Yeah, I, I love that, Andy, and thank you for, for saying that. And I, and I can attest, you know, uh, you guys are all here, you know, largely because you have a, a heart to serve and, and you know, a real, a real empathy uh, with all of you guys. And, and, and you guys have really dug into this type of medicine. And I'm so proud of all of, the, all of you guys and the way you treat people. Um, but I can, you know, one thing that stood out to me about Dr. Rogers, and he said this about uh, his dad and, uh, you know, Andy and I's granddad, is he said, whenever a patient comes in to see you, you, you got to give them something, you got to give them a solution. And you might not always know right then and there, but they need to leave with a solution. At least they're going somewhere. This kind of like what Fran said, you need to, you need to make them feel like they're heading in a direction, you know, whether that's towards just feeling better in general or going to the best specialist in town in this, you know, certain area. Uh, I think there's a, there's a ton of value in that. And, and, you know, it, I read the note in a way where, you know, man, you know, family practice is tough. You know, it's a, it's a real um, tough position uh, for a physician and as well as, you know, nurse practitioners and physician's assistants. Uh, so I, I certainly admire all you guys and I admire Dr. Rogers. Um, so guys, we're going to close with that. This is going to be a, a shorter one today because I know everybody's uh, on a time crunch as am I. Uh, but thank you guys for being here. Um, and listeners, thank you for listening. Uh, if you haven't listened to this week's dictations, please do. It's up on our podcast as well as the YouTube channel. Um, that's it for this week, guys. See y'all next time. Bye-bye. Thank you. Great job. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.